If you've invested in your business, chances are you've funded future growth potential through leverage and after filling out loan applications and undergoing credit checks. In the stock market, using debt is often called gearing. The new BetaShares Wealth Builder Funds, ASX ticker symbols G200 and GHHF, offer moderate gearing across Australian and global shares for investors who are comfortable with the higher risks associated with gearing their investments. You can discover how they work by visiting betashares.com.au. Please don't forget that gearing magnifies gains and losses, so read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to the Australian Business Podcast. I'm Daniel Golubev. I'm Jordan Kittis. I'm Owen Rask. We're here to help you make more profit, find work-life balance, save time, capital, and grow your business. Every week, we drop the best tax tips, marketing hacks, growth strategies, and methods to help you grow. If you haven't already, take the free Rask Business Course. Book a chat with me or Daniel at Grayspace. Or get in contact with us about business coaching. We also love hearing from you. So send us your questions and feedback using the resources found in the podcast player for each episode. Let's get into it. Do I even need a website? Our website's still relevant. In this episode of the Australian Business Podcast, I'm walking you through the importance of developing a web or digital presence, even if you don't sell things online, even if you have no grand plans to build a social media empire. The reality is that basically every business needs a website. If you want to be professional and appear legitimate to your customers, it's vital. Approximately 71% of businesses have a website. And the thing is, that's been increasing since COVID, as businesses have recognized that more business is going to be done online. One of the reasons that it adds legitimacy is you need a web domain to have a professional looking email address. Think stacy at domain.com.au. That sounds much better than sexy underscore chick 1982 at hotmail.com. Probably something you created at school. Or stacy underscore business underscore name underscore I've forgotten the rest of it at gmail.com. Bottom line, a website adds legitimacy to a business and a business needs to appear legitimate. Having a website also brings with it many other features, such as a quick and easy integration into Google search to allow you to be found online for people to make reservations or find out about team members and link to things on social media. According to Expert Market, a basic business website could cost from $1,500 to $11,000 plus GST. An online shop or e-commerce business could be anything from two grand, they say, to $25,000. And of course, there are ongoing fees. Based on my experience, a website build can be broken into three broad camps, and it all depends on criteria such as the amount of content that you plan to put on the website, things like images, blog posts, text, all that stuff the cost of web design, which I'll get to in a moment, and any customization, which is often extremely expensive and involves a web developer. 
If we think about the three camps, I would say there's a low frills business website, something that a tradie, a builder, a bakery, or a cafe should probably have. These could be anything from 250 bucks upfront to $7,000, say. They might have ongoing costs of a few hundred dollars through to a few thousand dollars per annum. I'm going to explain something to you in a moment, so if I've lost you already, keep listening. An e-commerce website might cost you, say, a thousand bucks upfront if you bootstrap it and DIY it to ten thousand dollars, and the ongoing costs could be anything from a thousand or two thousand, right up to tens of thousands, depending on the success of the e-commerce platform. Finally, corporate-style websites or businesses that you know really should have a solid online presence is typically built in the tens of thousands of dollars. I want to insert a special note here. If you build an e-commerce website, so say for example you want to sell stuff that you're designing on Instagram or that you know you've built over a long track record, that's an e-commerce website. And some of the most popular out-of-the-box solutions are Shopify and WooCommerce. But there is a very important difference between these two. Shopify, and for those of you that have seen the shop or pay with shop solution at checkout will know one of these websites when you see them. Shopify makes a big chunk of money based on the frictional or transaction costs. So it clips the ticket from your customers or you at checkout. So even though the build cost is pretty small, it's actually the ongoing fees which sting you. Contrast that with WooCommerce, which is built in the WordPress ecosystem, more on that in a moment, which is basically a free plugin that has optional extras for add-ons. So what's the difference between a website developer and a website designer? A designer will create the images, pick and choose your fonts and color palette, that's known as your style guide. And nowadays, they'll typically even build basic websites for you using drag and drop tools like Elementor or Wix or insert name of drag and drop tool. A good web designer might charge you anything from $250 per hour and upwards. For businesses where the website is a cornerstone of your offering, expect to spend thousands of dollars on the design elements, since this is going to make your brand pop and feel professional. You can send a design brief to your designer with the things like the key deliverables, maybe some inspiration you've seen online, and then make the payment based on staged or key milestones in that project. This will help you avoid bill shock. A web developer is different. They specialize in all the functionality of a website. So how it integrates with other tools or databases, things like automation and features for the user to interact with. The cost of a good developer will vary from hundreds of dollars per hour to thousands of dollars per hour. There is a very strong allure amongst people and business owners to offshore their website development or even things like app building. But be very careful. While offshore development is cheap and they can be very talented, I found it will become extremely expensive if you or the person leading and instructing that team is not a technical person. You simply won't know what you don't know. I've seen this cost founders and business owners tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars because they made the mistake of going cheap first. All that said, even local developers can be pretty difficult to deal with. So make sure you do your research and understand what they've done in the past and get reviews before committing. 
So why do I need a website if I've got social media? I've got 10,000 followers on Instagram, you might say. This is a common question that I get a lot. Social media is a fantastic tool for, get this, acquiring customers. It's a fantastic tool for building fans, and it is a fantastic tool for feeding your marketing funnel. However, you should try as much as possible to get your users and your followers off the platform and into your email marketing funnel as soon as possible. Why? You never ever build your house in someone else's backyard. So why would you build your entire business in Facebook's backyard? Sure, Facebook or Facebook Marketplace, Instagram with Instagram shopping features, these might sound like great tools to build and monetize an audience. But what happens when the rules of the game are changed? Because you're building your business in someone else's backyard, Facebook, Instagram, they have billions of users. They don't care about your one business. So they can change the rules on how your information and your offering is surfaced, how it's found in feeds, and so on and so forth. With an email marketing solution, you own your audience because you can just take the email addresses to another email marketing provider if the one that you have is no good. And the email address uniquely identifies your audience. It's a bit like podcasts. Once you subscribe to a podcast, there's only one place to get the podcast. And even if Apple or Spotify change the rules on how this podcast is found, at least you're subscribed to the same RSS feed, which I can then change to somewhere else and move on. Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and even Google are trying to muscle in on websites by offering payment solutions and checkout features in their ecosystem. For example, just recently, I was ordering a takeaway pizza directly from Google search. I could find the pizza that I wanted, add the toppings, hit checkout with Google Pay, and away I went. For the cost of a basic website, it's almost always worth building a website. So what's the difference between a website host and a domain provider? GoDaddy, Crazy Domains, DreamHost, Namecheap, there is no shortage of domain providers. So what's the difference? A domain provider allows you to buy and register the URL that you want, such as www.domain.com. However, they're increasingly pushing into things like hosting and website building tools to capture more of the value. A web hosting company, by contrast, is the company that provides the actual service space for your website to be found. Popular providers in this space include WordPress Engine and Flywheel, Cloudflare, WordPress.com, GoDaddy, DreamHost, SiteGround, and more. But under the surface of what these hosts are actually doing, there are basically just three major providers that actually control those physical servers. That is Amazon AWS, which powers 11% of websites, Google Cloud and Microsoft Azure, massive global players in cloud computing. Chances are, if you host your website with a modern web host, they'll be using one of those three providers. Okay, so you've picked your domain, you know you need this thing called a website, and you've found a place to host it. So what do you put on it? 
That's where your content management system comes into play, or CMS. The most popular, by far, is WordPress. Chances are you've heard of it because it powers 46% of all websites on the internet, and that number is rising fast. In fact, 65% of websites with a content management system use WordPress. That's according to W3Techs. Often, people think WordPress is just for crappy little websites or DIY jobs, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Over 36% of the world's top 1 million websites use WordPress. That's according to BuiltWith. If you're not familiar with BuiltWith, that's actually a website where you can go and see what other websites are built with. Just put in their URL and see all the software that they're using. Chances are you'll find WordPress on a lot of them. WordPress is a CMS, meaning that it manages your content, like pages, blog posts, comments, forums, that type of stuff. But thanks to powerful plugins like WooCommerce, which is a free competitor to Shopify, WordPress Bakery and Elementor, which are free or premium drag and drop page building plugins, WordPress is actually an amazing solution for basic websites, as well as advanced news websites, blogging websites, e-commerce companies, and even educational platforms. The entire Rask ecosystem is built on WordPress. WordPress is open source, meaning that no one actually owns the core software. That makes it extremely secure and simple out of the box. And since it's so popular, there are millions of developers and designers right now working on WordPress websites around the world. So there's no shortage of talent for you to hire and to get feedback from. Further, there are millions of comments, questions, and answers to simple and complex problems built on top of the WordPress ecosystem. So chances are there's an answer out there for the problem you're facing. If you contrast that with a private content management system, you simply don't know what's going to happen and you simply don't know what's going on inside of that piece of software. WordPress is open source. You can see everything. I want to conclude with two things. Finally, if you go down the path of using something like WordPress, you should know that you have a choice when you build a website that you can use things like integrations or plugins, or you can just buy something out of the box. A lot of businesses do opt for an out-of-the-box solution or just pay someone a simple fee to manage their web presence, and that is fine, but keep listening. Shopify is one of those things where it's out of the box, ready to use for any e-commerce business. But it does cost a lot of money at scale. Thanks to the power of WordPress, which we just talked about, and the millions of developers around the world who are building their own businesses and own software inside the WordPress ecosystem, I've found that there's a tool, integration, plugin, or workaround for just about any piece of functionality you could possibly think of. Some of the most popular free website integrations in the world, and all of them that I work with and still do, are Yoast SEO, which adds free SEO features quickly and easily to your website. WooCommerce, allowing people to buy products from your website. Elementor, which is a free and premium page building tool, and it allows you to automatically integrate with other tools and solutions, such as 
Paid Memberships Pro, which is a free plugin to create uh, online membership content. So you can take payments for restricted content, courses, solutions, whatever you can think of. LearnDash, this is a tool, a plugin that you can find in the WordPress repository. It allows you to build free and paid online courses. Just install it. Number six, Zapier. Basically, whenever there's not an integration for something, you can go to Zapier. Zapier means that you don't have to code anything. It automatically integrates thousands of pieces of software, such as Google Sheets, Slack, MailChimp, Facebook, Salesforce, HubSpot, you name it, you can integrate it. All of these tools combine to mean that you basically have two options. One is you can take an out-of-the-box solution or pay someone to do it, or you can do it yourself pretty quickly and pretty easily. In the next two weeks, I am offering a free webinar for anyone who wants to come along and see how I would build a website from scratch. If you're a tradie, builder, bakery, hairdresser, any type of service business where you need an online profile, you want it to be fast, secure, easy to manage, and you want it to be extremely low cost, I've estimated that the website that I can build in under an hour would cost less than $250 a year using free and secure tools. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. All you've got to do is follow the link in your podcast player and register for the upcoming webinar. I'll send you an email when it's happening. Not only am I going to build it live with you, I will show you all of the tools show you over my shoulder as we go through and we build the website for Alexander, who appeared on the show recently and has his lawn mowing and yard services business on the mid coast of New South Wales. He's agreed to be the guinea pig and we're going to go through and build his website from scratch and we're going to try and do all of it in under one hour. If you can't make the 7.30pm webinar, you can watch it back on replay. It will be available on my website. It's free. Come along, get your questions answered, and I'll explain exactly how to build a basic website from scratch and answer all the other questions you might have around how do you integrate, how do you automate, all of those things that we talked to about with Alexander, we'll be covering in this free webinar. That's it. Come along, have a chat, speak directly with me, and we'll see how to actually do this in practice. I'd love to see you there. You can come and share your ideas as well. You'll find a link to the free webinar in your podcast player. It just literally says free webinar on building a website. Click the link, pop it in your calendar, and I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.